Hey y'all, my name is Emily and you're listening to Coming Up Roses. All right, you all, welcome back to Coming Up Roses. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As always, I am your host, And today I wanted to talk about getting prepared for travel, um, just in general, like life stuff, but also how to prepare for travel when you are a contract employee, an independent business owner. When you're someone who, if you miss work, there is no PTO. You have to make up for that time. You have to find subs, submit lesson plans. Like if taking off work is complicated for you, I've got tips, um, I'm traveling this summer more than I originally thought, so I'm spending a lot of time planning out how I'm going to make up that income and coordinate things and find subs, so I thought we'd chat about that today and I'd share my tips for making travel, especially in the summer when it's so stressful and a lot of times you're already cutting back on work because of life stuff, just how to make it as streamlined as possible, so let's dive right in. So when it comes to preparing to travel and just in general taking off a lot of work as someone who doesn't have a salary, one of the best things that I have found is to, and you should just do this in general, my gig people who like, they don't get PTO, you only get paid if you work type of people, is I figure out how much income I would have been making had I been at work and like give it a number. I try not to do like, okay, I'm missing this many days of work because, you know, some days only work three hours. So missing that day of work isn't as impactful as the days I work five hours. So I kind of make a plan and I think it's good to do that just in general because When you're someone who's like a contract employee or works hourly and you get sick or you try to think of like, you know, like for me, what often happens is I have to end up taking off of another job for rehearsal um, for, you know, my dance job has to take priority for a week because it's a show. Um, so when that happens, I really like to know like, okay, I missed this many hours. Um, maybe it was only a couple and that's really easy for me to make up. Or maybe it was, you know, like my Saturdays, I work five hours. That's a lot of ground to make up. Um, but once you know how many hours you have, you can make a plan of how you'll make it up. For me, I just kind of keep a little tally of how many hours I need to make up. So I'm traveling a bunch in July, like I said. For every day that I miss when that day is over, I'll just add it to the list. And it will be a lot, but if I have a tangible number, I will feel like I can catch up. My biggest mistake when I got married and went on my honeymoon was I didn't keep track of how many hours I had missed of work. I didn't say like, okay, I have, you know, 
20 whatever hours that I need to make up. I just felt behind. I felt like I didn't have any money. I felt like I had no way to catch up. But if I can see how many hours, quote unquote, behind I am, that gives me an easy path to eventually, you know, I, I'm fully prepared for this to take me like until August. But at the very least, I have an end time of like, okay, you're done making up work. I think too, if you know when you're going to be traveling and you have the ability to sub or pick up extra work, um, I think you definitely should. It's really nice to have like extra income, A, for the vacation itself, but also just to like kind of have a backlog. Right now I have like five extra hours before I go on my first trip, I'll probably have um, a little bit more. I've started working extra as well at one of my jobs. I've picked up two more hours a week. So I kind of already have this like backlog of additional hours. And I have a plan to kind of pick up some slack when I get back. I think it's always daunting when you're not getting paid for the time you have off to take time off. And the biggest deterrent for me is always, well, then I'll have to work extra after the trip. And this year I was like, I'm going to work a lot extra in June and, you know, really just try to like work, 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 work. So that when I'm gone in July, I can really enjoy that time off, even though it'll be a lot because I'll have some hours in the backlog, not enough to cover everything, but it'll be there. Um, One of the things too is working extra now gives me the ability to, when I get back, I don't have to return to work like on Sunday necessarily. Like I can kind of take a breather. It's not like this frantic, crazy thing. Um, I did that on the honeymoon. I went to work like the next day and it was crazy. Um, When it comes to being a teacher, or just in general, like working a job where if I'm not there, it doesn't happen. And that's not like dance, you know, if I don't come to rehearsal, like, I guess it kind of does. Like I, I, I had like journal about this, but I'm having more thoughts about it now. For most of my jobs, if I'm not in the room, it doesn't happen. Like it, the, the material doesn't get taught. The class doesn't get taught. In rehearsals, there's an empty space. So I try really hard when I am traveling to let all the appropriate people know, like, as soon as I find out, I try to start getting subs like months early, which always feels too early, but for me, it's never too early. I try to, like when I start the beginning of a new um, season with my company or a new school year of teaching dance, I'm like, here's the dates I already know that I'm going to be gone. Um, For my dance job, it's just like, I'm going to be gone these days. For my studio job, it's like, I will work on finding subs and let you know. And that just takes so much stress off of, you know, before a trip, you're like packing and trying to coordinate. And you don't want to be also like trying to hunt people down at your job to like, sub for you or step in for you during rehearsal and take a video or cover your shifts like that's too stressful so I really try to do that far in advance and give myself an edge um that's kind of all the prep work when it comes to my job 
I also, when I do have subs or when someone steps in for me during rehearsal or I need shifts covered, I try to communicate really well what those shifts look like. I think, and this is me coming from a fitness dance teaching standpoint mostly, but I think this is a good conversation to have. I dislike subbing a lot. I dislike subbing even more when it is somewhere that I'm unfamiliar with, a different Pilates studio, a different dance studio. Even my Pilates job that has two locations, if I teach at a different location, I get anxious because you fall into rhythms and routines and habits at your regular shifts. Um, Even when I worked at the restaurant, like one time I worked a weird shift and I was like, the people here are totally different. Like this is throwing me off. And so I try, and I think I, I hope that other people in my life would begin to do this. And hopefully by me bringing this up, other people will want to do this. I try to tell my subs, Hey, thanks so much. You know, you said you could teach the 430 and the 530, just a heads up. The 430 tends to be like this. And in the 540, we usually do this. For example, I teach a Pilates class that if you look on the schedule, it's just a normal reformer class, but it used to involve a piece of equipment called the jump board, and we switched it back to regular reformer, but the clients that came to that class pretty regularly still wanted the element of jump board. So I teach the last quarter of class jump board, and if I didn't tell an instructor that, they would just teach a normal reformer class, and people might not like that as much or might be a weird energy in the room because they expected this jump board. So I always try to just like give as much information as possible. When I teach dance, I have a lesson plan that I'm like, if you want me to send you a lesson plan, I have it. If you don't need it, don't worry about it. I had a friend sub. I used to teach at a different dance studio. I had a friend sub there one time and there, the classes, we were just on such a specific track. I wrote these super detailed lesson plans and I remember her being like, I've never had a sub do that for me. And um, when I have people cover my private clients, I try to give them a lesson plan if they want it. And I never want it to be like, only I can teach these classes this way. My, My intention is always, I don't, when you're subbing, let me, let me phrase it this way. When you are subbing to me, it always feels like you're coming in you're already like low, like you're already kind of on the losing team because you're a new person. You're an unfamiliar energy, especially teaching dance. It's like, these kids don't know you. They like want to test boundaries when you're stepping in for rehearsal. There's been times when like I've stepped in for rehearsal. I'm the person like I've never ran the dance in the spacing before. So I just always try to give the like mindset when I, give my subs like pre-information. I'm like, if I were in your situation, this is what I would want. Um, And that's just something that I've like been thinking about. I've traveled a lot in the past like couple of years and I've subbed a lot. I had a couple of my jobs and I just, within the fitness industry, especially, it's so interesting how like, oh yeah, I'll just pick up shifts whenever, but I really struggle with that. And I've been trying to be better about that. Um, and trying to help just the whole process be better. But that's kind of all my pre stuff when it comes to my jobs. But 
I also said I was going to give some just tips and advice about um, prepping to travel in general. So one of the best things I think you can do is write a packing list out early. And when I say packing list, I mean like, and this is one of the outfits I'm packing. And this is another outfit I'm packing. And this, you know, like literally that detail, because it goes without fail. And this is kind of advice. And this is kind of me reminding myself that I should do this. It goes without fail that the night before a trip, I'm at Target buying underwear or buying a specific shoe or buying a top. Like I'm always imagining these outfits that I want to wear on these trips and then I'm missing a piece of it or we forgot to do laundry and then I'm going and purchasing it. So like my next trip is the first week of July. I've already started to write out a packing list. I'm still trying to decide like a a few things and some things don't matter that much detail. Like I put on there, you know, like oral hygiene stuff. I can figure that out. Um, But the clothes thing, like I, it is without fail. I buy like nude seamless underwear. I have so many pairs because every time I'm going on a trip, I've already worn it the day before. I'm not doing laundry again. So then I just go buy more. And for this first trip we're going on, I'm working the morning we leave. I'll go into work for an hour. I'm going on another trip, another two trips, kind of like weekend long ones. I'm working the day we leave. So it's like, I'm trying really hard to build better habits when it comes to packing. And I don't have any tips when it comes to like how to pack and how to pack efficiently because I'm the most inefficient packer ever. And I don't care. I would rather be less anxious. Like, Oh, I didn't forget anything. Like I have everything I could possibly need than be an efficient packer. Honestly, (laughs) rather check a bag than like worry about it. But I do hate the, night before target runs. And honestly, like these times around, I don't have that luxury. Um, just the way the trips are structured and the way I'm kind of doing things. Like I will go to work, come back, finish packing, get on a plane. Like the next two trips, I will literally leave from work or one of them. I have a doctor's appointment that I cannot miss. So that's just kind of where I'm at with packing. I think also, um, something I want to do is like pre-plan when I plan to wear each outfit. Cause I find when I go on trips, I pick out my favorite outfits like on the first day and then I don't like my clothes by the end. So then I end up buying clothes on vacation, which isn't a bad thing. Like I got a sweatshirt last year in Wyoming that I wear all the time. And I bought that sweatshirt because I wore one of my jackets on like the second day and then we did laundry, but we, I never put the jacket in. It's one of those Lululemon like scuba jackets. So it's really thick. And I think like it would, I don't know. It never got washed. Then I bought a sweatshirt. It ended up being fine because I wear that sweatshirt a lot. But I think I want to try this year since we're going for a while saying like, okay, on this day, you're going to wear these things and you're going to wash everything on this day um, so that I'm not rewearing the same outfit every day. And so I'm like, also being more mindful about like what clothes am I packing? Are you actually going to want to wear that? Or could you do some laundry halfway through? So while traveling, um, I've got, I've got the like travel day thing kind of down to a, a pretty good routine. Um, 
And while I'm on trips, I've said this before, I don't completely disconnect. I probably should, but I tend to still check in with email and I've recorded podcasts on vacation because I don't want to break up my recording schedule. Um, One of the things I do that goes back to leaving work and setting up subs and all of that, I also realize this is like very niche, but I always remind the day before, like if I'm going to be gone, for example, when I left for my wedding and honeymoon for my dance company, I posted, which our culture is a little different. Um, There's no like attendance or like clocking in. So if people are going to be gone, they post it in this like main channel. Even though I had given so much notice and everyone knew I was getting married, a bunch of them came to my wedding. I still posted and I said, just a reminder, today was my last day. I will be gone from tomorrow until this day. Um, I think that's always a nice reminder. Like I, it, time and time again, I've been, it's been proven to me, like, do not expect people to remember your time off, even if it's on a calendar. For my jobs, even if the shifts are under their name, people will still forget. So on vacation, the day before, like, let's say I, need, I had subs for Wednesday. On Tuesday, I will text them and say, thanks again for subbing for me tomorrow. And I have six examples. Like I can remember each one, six examples of people being like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you reminded me. I completely forgot I was subbing for you. And yes, it is their responsibility once the shift is in their name, but you don't want the blame to fall back on you unnecessarily. So like when I said I was going to be gone for that many days for my company, my boss was like, oh, I didn't realize it was like starting tomorrow. Like, thanks for the reminder. I think I knew that and forgot. So it does suck to have to like take that into your own hands and kind of like be the driver of that. But without that, I think you run the risk of people being like, oh, they're disorganized. They didn't prepare all this beforehand. And I also would never want to forget a shift. Um, Some of my jobs have apps that have like shift reminders, but a lot of the times it's just like through you know, just remembering your own schedule. So, um, and also just making sure that like that person actually did commit to it. There's been times when someone assumed I was covering their shift and I couldn't, and they just put me down for that next week and I didn't show up. Um, and it ended up being a miscommunication just in general. It wasn't really anyone's fault. She thought I had said I could cover it. I was under the impression I didn't say that. So, um, Another big travel tip is for the coming home. Um, A lot of this has been about like, you know, work and balancing like the gig lifestyle with like wanting to travel a lot. But I think when you come home, it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to make up and you just like grind, grind, grind. But I find that when, especially when you're going on like multiple trips, I find when I do that, I get sober out so quick because I've just been on this like nice relaxing step away from work. And then I'm being bombarded with like only work and only focusing on it. So I try to just carry on as if I didn't miss a bunch of time in the sense that I have my list of how many hours I need to make up. I have my goal, but I am not going to try to get through all those hours I need to make up all, you know, 20 or whatever. I'm not going to try to do that in 
a week and a half. When the opportunity arises for me to take on additional work, I take it, but I don't like, I've made the mistake before of getting back from a trip and then working, you know, someone needed like 6 a.m.s covered for like a, like Monday through Friday. I just worked all that. And I was like, so tired from like travel and like getting settled back in. So a buffer day or at least half of a buffer day, I think for this next trip, I'll only be able to take like half of a buffer day. That's still better than nothing. And not feeling the pinch of like everything has to be back to normal and resolved immediately. It's okay to have that like backlog of hours because it all gets made up. I'm always surprised by like how quickly extra opportunities for extra hours pop up. And it is also a little intimidating. Um, I know if you are like someone who teaches or teaches dance or just summer is a tricky time because like my students will go on break from July to through August. Um, And that's like 10 hours a week that I'm losing, but you know, I'm not missing that time. That's just when the studio is not operational. So I'm not holding that against myself. I'm just kind of figuring out a system for that. So I think when you're a person who doesn't get PTO, it's easy to be like, well, I'm just not, I'm not going to take a bunch of trips. Like, no, I'm going to say no to like these fun things or, you know, these opportunities. I've had dance opportunities where I've had to take off work and find subs. And there's, there's always a path to making it happen. And I think you got to work extra hard before and a little bit more hard after it's worth it in the end. I hope these tips were helpful. I know it's a little niche, but I've just been thinking so much about being a gig worker lately and like surviving and working in this type of landscape where, you know, I don't get PTO and I don't get the luxury of like sick days. So it's very interesting to me and I'm very excited to go on my trips and I can't wait to talk about them with you all when I get back. As always, if you liked this episode, please leave a review. You can do that right in Spotify now. There's also a couple questions in the um, below the episode information where you can let us know what you think about the episode directly in Spotify. And then I can see that on my end from the platform. If you have thoughts, questions, you want to talk gig, freelance, hourly pay, um, feel free to DM us on Instagram. We are coming up roses the pop coming up roses podcast excuse me um on instagram at coming up roses podcast and then if you're wanting to kind of reach out about collaboration you want to guest on the show whatever that might look like please email us coming up roses 21 at gmail.com as always you all wherever and whenever you're listening i hope you're having a great one